You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. How y'all doing? Y'all glad to be here? I'm glad that y'all are here. Hey, so for those of you who don't know, my name is Dustin. I'm the lead pastor here at Impact Church. We've been planning and preparing this thing for two years. Uh, it's been a lot of hard work, and what you see today is all God, right? So even though we've been planning and preparing, God's been doing the work, and he's going to continue to do so, and we're just here to honor him and glorify him. Um, Happy New Year. I just had a birthday, so if y'all forgot my gift, if you come back next Sunday, we'll be meeting again at 10 o'clock, so you can bring it. Uh, I turned. I'm not going to tell you how old. I'll let you guess. Um, but my daughter wrote me an amazing birthday card. She's seven years old, and this is what she said. She said, happy birthday. You are a great pastor, or whatever you are, at our church. And then she said, I'm a great dad, and all this good stuff. Um, so I just want you guys to know that I am the lead pastor, or whatever you want to call me here at Impact. We're going to be in Romans. There's three words that you're going to hear a lot here, and those three words are no, grow, and show. And over these next three weeks, we want to dig into these. So today we're going to talk about knowing God's love and what that means. We, we hear that a lot. We hear God's love just thrown around. So today what I want to do is I want us to dig into what God's love really is and then how we can actually experience it in our life. So as we dig in, we'll be in Romans chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10, but we're going to do it a little backwards. So we're going to do 6 through 10 first. And then we'll jump back and hit one through five. Let me know if you have it. You there? So if you don't have this Bible, we don't care if you pull out your phone. Uh, And the verses will also be on the screen. Starting in verse five. So I heard, I've been looking at these dad jokes because I'm a dad. And I think dad jokes are hilarious. Uh, A lot of people don't. And if you're my generation, then you're going to get this one I'm about to tell you. But what is the, and I'm going to use a my generation term, so what's the crunkest bathroom that you can use? The Little John. So uh, for those of you who get it, if you don't, ask somebody in their 30s, uh, maybe, maybe right at 40 and they'll understand. Romans 5, starting in verse 6. It says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. Verse 8, but God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. God, I just pray that you speak this morning. God, I pray that lives are changed. God, I pray that you're honored and glorified and that we leave this place differently than when we came in. And we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I want to do is I just want to break it down into two different parts. God's love explained and then God's love experienced. So God's love explained is this. Number one is he died for the undeserving. He died for the undeserving. So let's break this down because I really want us to get personal and intimate this morning. 
And I want you to think about your life. And maybe some point in your life, you've, you've had these thoughts that, man, I don't even understand how God could love somebody like me. Like, I'm just so unworthy. I've done nothing special. I'm undeserving. God died for the undeserving. He died for the weak. He died for the ungodly. He died for the sinners. And who are these people? Paul spends the, the first three chapters of the book of Romans telling us that we're all these people. Romans 3, 23 and 24 says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. All of us are the undeserving. All of us are undeserving. All of us are the weak. Maybe some of you have, have gone through life thinking, man, I'm just, every time I try to take this next step, I just can't do it. I'm just so weak in and of myself. I really want to get here, and I just can't take the next step. How can God love someone that's so weak? Or maybe you're just one of the, the ungodly ones, right? That people look at you and say, hey, man, have you seen what he does? How many of you are like, don't, don't raise your hand, I'm just kidding. So, but we're, it's all of us. It's all of us. I want you to, to see something really quick, and this is powerful. Verse 8 says, but God chose his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Greek word for in this verse is hooper, which means for the sake of, on behalf of, or instead of. So verse 8 reads this way. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the sake of us. Christ, Christ died on behalf of us. God died to take our place. Charles Spurgeon said this, you will say, talking about this, you will say, oh, I am the worst in the world. But Christ died for the worst in the world. Oh, but I have no power to be better. Christ died for those that were without strength. Oh, but my case condemns itself. Christ died for those that legally are condemned. And, but my case is hopeless. Christ died for the hopeless. He is the hope of the hopeless. He is the Savior, not of those partly lost, but of the wholly lost. God never asked you to clean up before he saves you. He loved you right where you were. He loves you right where you are. Christ died for you even when you were undeserving. Christ died for me even when I was weak and ungodly and a sinner. This is the love of God. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God and the pouring out of his love on his creation. And he doesn't say, hey, you have to straighten up before I love you. He says, I'm going to love you even in your mess. I'm going to love you even when you're undeserving, even when you're weak, even when you're ungodly, even when you're full of sin, I died for you in that condition. God's love explained is that he died for the undeserving. He also died to save the ungodly. He died to save the ungodly. Let's look back at verses 9 and 10. It says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. So what is this wrath of God that he's talking about? In Romans 1.18, we see 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. I want to I be honest with you, and I, don't want you, I want you to know my heart. So my heart this morning isn't to, to scare anyone or to make anyone doubt. My heart this morning is to tell you the truth of Scripture. My heart is so that you understand what the Bible says, and then you get to make a decision based off of the truth of Scripture. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's the deal. Because we're undeserving, because we're weak, because we're ungodly, because we're sinners, we deserve to spend eternity separated from God in a real place called hell. That's reality. That's the truth. The wages of sin is death, is eternal separation. But verse 9, Romans 5, 9 says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. God's free gift, God's love, once applied, saves us from that wrath. It saves us from that destination. But not only for eternity, verse 10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. God's love isn't just to save you for eternity. It's to save you right here, right now. It's to make your life different right here, right now. Man, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. The demonstration of God's love isn't displayed so much in that Jesus died, but it's seen in whom Jesus died for. The ungodly, the undeserving, those who rebel against him. That's the love of God explained. But how do we know the love of God? So we say that we're here for people to know God's love, to grow in God's love, and to show God's love to the world. That's the reason Impact Church exists. That's our purpose. That's our vision. That's our mission. That's our discipleship process. Everything we do is for people to know God's love, grow in God's love, and show God's love to the world. So now that we have a glimpse of, of what God's love is, then how do we know that? And this is where I want to just dive in. This is one of the biggest reasons we started this church. Romans 5, we're going to jump back up to verse 1 and read verses 1 through 5. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And I really want you to hear verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Listen, I want to give you two points really quick, and I really want you to get this. If you get nothing else this morning, I want you to really get these two points. Here's how we know God's love. It's a heart experience, not just a head knowledge. Man, this is where it gets tough. We're in the Bible Belt. People were raised in church. People, people say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I believe in God. I believe the stories in the Bible. I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that he died for me. And we have this head knowledge. I've been trying to lose weight for like two years and I've read books, and I've watched videos, and I've got a lot of knowledge. 
but I've never applied it to my life. So look at me. I'm still in the same spot. Maybe go in the other direction a little bit. Man, I heard a pastor say, he had a, a thing of honey and said, how many of you think that this honey is sweet? Most people raised their hand. He said, how many people have ever tasted honey? A lot of people lowered their hands. He said, there's no way that you can actually know that the honey's sweet unless you've experienced the taste of it. So you can believe that God exists. Okay, that's great. I'm glad that you do that. Look at James 2.19. It says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. The demons have a head knowledge of God. The demons know that he exists. They know of all his power, but they've never experienced in their hearts. So here's, here's what I'm trying to plead with you about this morning. Is that if you've never had a heart experience with the love of God, if you've never made the decision to follow him, then you're on your way to a real place called hell. And again, I, my heart is not to scare you. My heart is not to confuse you. My heart is to give you the truth of Scripture. And because we grow up in this area, the Bible Belt of the United States, man, a lot of people just think that because they have a head knowledge of God that they're okay. And that's the furthest from the truth. And it's one of the biggest reasons we started a brand new church, because we wanted to speak truth to people. We wanted to speak the truth of Scripture so what's the hard experience? The Bible is just filled with tons. I picked three verses to share with you. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians 3.10, and I have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This is the difference. A head knowledge doesn't change your life. A head knowledge doesn't transform you. When we truly have a hard experience with God's love, our life becomes different. We are transformed into something. And what are we transformed into? These verses I just read, we are transformed into the image of our creator. And you have to, you have to get real with yourself this morning. That's, that's part of walking this Christian life. Right? We, have to, we have to truly reflect in our hearts. Not only is it hard experience, not just a head knowledge, but it's relationship over religion. And man, this one gets me in trouble sometimes, but I'm going to, again, I want you to know the truth. So if we look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, this is when Jesus called his first disciples. So while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat 
with their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. So here is the picture of what it means to have a hard experience and to have a relationship with Jesus, is that when he calls you, you follow. What did they leave behind? They left behind everything that they knew. They left behind their livelihood. They left behind their comfort. They left behind their father. They left behind the way that they did life. And they said, hey, you know what? I'm dropping this, and immediately I'm following Jesus. Have you had that moment in your life where you've truly turned from yourself and started following Jesus? Because religion doesn't save you. You don't know God's love through religion. You know God's love through a personal, intimate relationship. So where are you this morning? Where are you? Today, today isn't a day for setting New Year's resolutions. It's a day for making right here, right now decisions. So God's love, we're going to get real, we're going to talk. And I want you to, to reflect. How many of you have, have just thought in your life, man, you know what? I just, I don't understand how God could even love me. I've never done anything special for him. I'm just a normal person. Or maybe I'm an abnormal person. Maybe I'm just so far this way, I don't even understand how God can love me. And the truth of the matter is, he does. The truth of the matter is, he sent his son to die on a cross, even in your condition. He died for those that ultimately crucified him. Again, his love isn't demonstrated so much in the fact that he died. It's demonstrated in whom he died for. Now we have to get this concept this morning of, of God's love. How special it is, how important it is, and why we need it in our life. We need it because of our, our ungodliness, our sinfulness, and how it separates us from God. And the only way to be reconciled to the Father is through Jesus, is through his love, is through his blood. But it's not just knowing about it. You can know about it all you want. You can memorize this book all you want. And the head knowledge does you no good unless you've had a hard experience with the love of God. Man, I'm afraid that there's people every Sunday morning that walk through church doors that are on their way to hell because they've never, ever, ever had a hard experience with God. Man, yeah, maybe they know some scripture. Maybe they say, yeah, I believe in God. I, I believe God exists. I mean, we live in the South. Everybody believes God exists in the South. But how many people, not everybody, how many people have had a heart experience with God. And don't give me religion, right? I don't want a list of do's and don'ts. I don't want a list of you got to do this to be right with God. I need you to do this. You got to do this. You can't do this. I don't need that. What I need is a relationship with the Savior. Man, and I just, I, there's people sitting in this room right now who, who have a head knowledge of God, 
And maybe they proclaim Christianity, but they've never truly said, you know what? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this old life. I'm going to die to self, and I'm going to follow Jesus. And today is the day to make that decision. Today is the day right here, right now, to say, hey, I want to know the love of God. And I'm passionate about this because I see it everywhere I go. People claiming that they know who God is. And you see no evidence of a transformed life. Because people have a head knowledge and they've never had a heart experience. They understand religion, but they've never started a relationship. And again, my heart isn't to scare you. My heart isn't to confuse you or make you less confident in your salvation. If anything, this should make you more confident in your salvation if you have it. But I want to close with just a, a little story. Uh, again, it's going back to losing weight, right? Because that's like the number one New Year's thing is everybody needs to lose weight. But there was a college student that walked in uh, on his parents watching workout videos, sitting on the couch, eating popcorn. So a little confused, the kid's like, hey, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all watching these videos, but you're not really working out? And they said, well, we really need to know about the videos before we can actually do the videos. So they're watching the workout videos so they can learn about the videos. And I'm afraid that a lot of people come to church to learn about God, but not to apply God to their life. And don't get me wrong, a head knowledge is important. But a head knowledge is nothing without the heart experience. Once we get the, the heart experience, once we begin to follow Jesus, once we really, truly have a relationship with him, then the head knowledge makes all the difference in the world. So I'm not trying to diminish knowing what this book says. What I'm trying to do is tell you knowing what this book says doesn't save you. Knowing who this book is about saves you. Man, I, my heart is that no one leaves this, this building today without truly having a heart experience and starting a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something, and I usually don't share this kind of stuff, but the staff here and the, whole, the team in general, we've been praying for salvation today. We believe that God sent people today that need to start a relationship with him. And I don't know if that's you, but you do. Now we've prayed that people that have started that relationship and have wandered away, that today, right here, right now, they rededicate their lives to Christ. This day wasn't just a special day for us because we're launching a new church. Yeah, that's cool. It's special. We've seen God do amazing things from the beginning. But our prayer for today was that life change took place in this room. That life change took place in our Impact Kids area. That people leave this place much different than the way they walked in. 
I want you to know the, the love of God that I know. It's the love that transforms your life. And I'm not going to shoot you some prosperity line about your life's going to be butterflies and roses because that's not what the gospel teaches. The gospel really teaches the opposite of that. But this is what it promises you, that when you start that relationship with God, when these issues and circumstances in your life do come, you have a peace that you can't even understand. That you're filled with a joy that makes no sense to you. That you have a love that's been poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. What decision do you need to make today? If you would, stand with me. We're going to have just myself and Pastor Daniel will be down here at the front. We're just going to have a response time. And, and I want you to reflect. Today is, today is the day to make a decision. Can you really say that you've had a hard experience with God? Can you really say that you have a relationship? Have you been playing church? Have you been playing the God thing? Is it more of a head knowledge? You know where you are. My prayer for you this morning is that you make the decision to take the next step. And I'll be more than happy to pray with you about anything. You can come and kneel here and pray and just pour your heart out to Jesus. But if you would, let's pray together. The band's going to sing and then it'll be open. God, I, I love you. God, I pray for people in this room right now. God, I pray for the hearts that you've been dealing with. God, we've been praying for salvation this whole week. God, we've been praying for life change, for people to be different, for people to truly grasp what it means to know your love. So God, as we, as we have this response time, I pray that you give people boldness to step out. God, I pray that they don't care about what anybody else thinks, that they make a decision for you, not a New Year's resolution, but a decision right here, right now, to follow you, to begin a relationship with you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.